You're listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. All right, last week we started our Four Values sermon series that are the, the, the main things at our church here at Chelsea Press. These are the principles that we hold near and dear at our church, which means this, stated another way, if these things that we're talking about last week, the gospel, this week, serve without expectation, uh, next week we're gonna talk about city and community. Uh, and so as we look at those, these are things that if they're no longer true at our church, then we probably need to close the doors. Because we're saying these are the things that are that important as a part of what we feel like God is calling us to do at the church. Uh, and so this week we're going to talk about serving without expectation. This week uh, Chris reminded me of a Bob Dylan song called Serve Somebody. Uh, and the message of the song, unless I miss the main idea, is that we are all serving something or someone, whether we realize it or not. So the question. The questions that we are starting with today are who are you serving or what are you serving and why are you serving it? So let's read our passage for today. All of these are talking about serving uh, in different uh, variations and different capacities. There's several verses in there. If you want to look at them in your Bible, you can. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things that we have here, like every week, is it printed out in the order of worship. 1 Samuel 12, 24 says this, But be sure to fear the Lord and serve Him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things He has done for you. Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. And then Galatians 5, 13 says, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Father, I thank you for today. I remind us what we are called to be, what we are called to do as your servants. Not in a way that, that we feel enslaved to it, but as your sons and daughters, you have freed us up to a bigger life than just being enslaved to our own desires and our own needs. Lord, help our hearts to be transformed. Help us to be a people that think about others first, that love you with all our heart, soul, and mind, and our neighbors as ourselves. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a quote that I came across a few years ago by a, a, a guy named Chuck Swindoll. Uh, he used to be a lot more, I think, uh, pervasive in the Christian world than he is today. Uh, but he describes the world in a very true but sad way. Listen to this. He says, the world has become a large, impersonal, busy institution. We are alienated from each other. Though crowded, we are lonely. We are distant. Pushed together but uninvolved with one another. No longer do neighbors visit on front porches or even across the backyard fence. 
in the well-manicured front yard is a modern-day moat around the castle that keeps the barbarians at bay. Hoarding and flaunting have replaced sharing and caring. It's like we occupy common spaces, but we have no common interest, no shared life. See, we all know with all the talk in our communities, especially uh, one like Chelsea, about family and community, uh, that we are some of the worst in suburbia, in affluent suburbia, we are some of the worst about this. We have become isolated and private people. So what do we do? What, what is hope to break down those barriers there? And what does it have to do with what we're talking about today? Well, one of the major principles in the Bible is this idea of serving. Specifically, serving without expectation. And the idea of serving others is the very thing, I believe, and the very thing that Jesus used that breaks down the walls that separate all of us and is fundamental to building the type of community and friendships that we all long for and that God wants for us in our lives. So today we're going to look at a few verses here. And we're going to look at those three points. And you see my sermon outline in the bulletin. We're going to talk about the call to serve God. We're going to talk about the call to serve others. And then this core value that we talk about all the time in our church, the call to serve without expectation. So let's look at the first point here. First uh, Samuel 12, 24 it says this, But be sure to fear the Lord and to serve Him faithfully with all your heart. Consider the great things that He has done for you. So this is a command to serve God. And by the way, it's interesting because in the Bible, uh, there's, there's words for worship and serving that are exactly the same word. Why is that? Well, because, first of all, the act of serving God and serving others are to be, first and foremost, acts of worship. What we do here on Sunday morning is obviously worship, but also what we do without the, throughout the week uh, to serve God and serve others is just as much worship as attending church and singing a hymn on Sunday morning. See, we're called to worship and to serve God with all our heart. But the problem is, and we all know this, we have a tendency to serve ourselves most of the time. I remember uh, holding my daughter Alexandria for the first time as a baby. And I'm sure all the young couples in the church experience this and remember this pretty well. Maybe some older couples do too. Uh, and and I'm, here, I'm holding my helpless child here. And immediately I realized at that point, up until that point, that how selfish I was in my life. And all of a sudden, I mean part of it was uh, it broke me of this. Part of it, I was scared to death. <laughs> like, I've got this little helpless thing that I've got to care for now in that. And maybe you've never had a child, but you've probably experienced it before if you encountered or been around or been a caretaker of someone that was completely in a helpless state that you had to care for. But here's the thing. In those moments, we also realize this. Not only do we feel the weight of that, but we realize that, that there's got to be something. Something's needed in our hearts to move us off of this tendency to serve ourselves, to remove ourselves from the center of the universe. See, the hardest part about serving is not taking the time to do it. It's not the financial stuff that you give. It's not, it's not finding time in your busy schedule. The hardest thing is, that it is to take our, our focus off ourselves and our families. And think about it. Their desires and their needs 
before what we think or feel is what is calling for there to do when we serve, and that is very hard. Because our default mode is always to be concerned about ourselves first. We are people so wrapped up in our concerns and so wrapped up in the concerns of our immediate families so much that it's easy to go days and weeks and months without giving thought to the needs of other people. Now one thing I want to say today, this is, this is not a corrective sermon, I think, in our church. This is more a sermon of conviction that I have about what I'm already seeing at our church. Our church is very good at this. But I will say this also, that, that you, can, you can be a, a server or a servant and you can do things on the outside and it never really transform you on the inside. This is not about doing acts of service. This is over time acknowledging that, man, I think about myself, I'm so selfish. Like, God, take me off of my needs and my desires where I always think about myself. Help me in my default mode to be you and other people. And when we realize that, we realize it's not just about doing acts of service. It's about a heart of service. Uh, I think I've told this story before. There's a, there's a, a teacher uh, and this little boy in class that kept standing up. And she said, Johnny, you got to sit down. He kept standing up like, no, no, you need to sit down. Finally, the third time, she's like, you got to go in the corner. You're going to go in the corner. You're going to face the corner. And you're going to sit down. And he said, I may sit down on the outside. I'm standing up on the inside. And this is what service can, is like, right? You can be doing all the right acts, but not really be transformed in that. I changed my name from, to save myself from that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's the thing. The same old behaviors pop up again and again, and, and we can't change our, our own hearts. So what do we do about this? First of all, it's like we talked about last week. We, we go to God and realize, God, only you can transform me. Only you can transform my heart in a way that acts of service do not. The other thing is, it's interesting because it's kind of like when people come to me and say, man, I just don't feel like praying. You know what my number one answer and remedy for that is? You need to pray, right? Uh, it's kind of like, um, like children, think about this. When we, uh, we, we make, why do people make a child say they're sorry when they know they're not? Have you seen this before? Uh, most parents would make a child say they're sorry to another person that they offended, whether they uh, really sorry or not. Why? Because a parent knows this implicitly and intuitively, that sometimes the act of doing the right thing through that process helps change us and change our heart through that. Sometimes doing the habits of things that we know to be true, work change as much as God working internally in our lives. Change in both our hearts and our actions that flow out of our hearts must come from God, as we said, uh, but the best remedy that I, I recognize is serving others. My wife has taught me this in a big way. Uh, some of my selfish times in my life where I get so caught up in how I feel and so resentful of what, what maybe other people are not doing in my life or not doing what they should be uh, that I feel like is, those are the times that I probably need to serve others the most. Uh, There's a time, not too long ago, it blew my mind. Uh, not the first part, but you're gonna see the second part. Uh, Larissa was very angry at me. Like, this wasn't like an everyday, like, I'm kind of PO'd at him. She was livid, and I deserve it. I always do, so, uh, but I, I was, it was in that moment 
Like she'd been she'd been mad at me for a while. And I go in my closet, and you know what I see in my closet? Every one of my shirts had been ironed. I'm like, who does that? And and what I realized is she was kind of saying, Yeah, James, I did it for you, but really I did it for myself because I needed it to take my anger out on being able to serve you and think about something besides where I was at that point. So thank you. I think I thought I already said thank you, but thank you. So uh, first, and this, what this verse says is we acknowledge what God has done, right? If you, if you don't realize how much God has done for you and served you, you're never going to get to the point where you can export that to other people. So first we've got to acknowledge God. God, we are thankful for how you have served me. And then we serve out of that abundance. Which leads us to our second point. Uh, Mark 10, 45. says this, even the Son of Man... So I'm at Jesus here, obviously. Even the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. See, Jesus makes a point that he came to earth for a special reason. He could have come and, and distanced himself from the people. He could, have, he could have not been around people, went straight to the cross, died, and not interact with anybody. He could have done that and still atoned for our sins. But he, he didn't do that because he, he loved us. He came from heaven and the world to meet us where we are. Same way, we don't separate ourselves from people. Jesus serves as a model that he didn't come to, to be served or to control people. That wasn't what he did. He was to be the one who serves his people. If anyone deserved to have power or control over people, it's Jesus Christ. But he came to show us how to interact in the world as people that serve and love the people around us. Jesus deserved to be served, and yet what did he do? He served others. Why? Because of love. He served out of an infinite love for us. And we have that same love inside of us as followers of Jesus being united with Christ. And think about the extent of his service. He literally served himself to death. But serving in this way can only be motivated by love. See, the Bible says this, this is interesting in um, Matthew 25. There's an interesting story that Jesus tells. Uh, he actually talks about the last days, uh, what's going to be happening in the last day, like the judgment seat, what's going to be going on. Uh, and then in the last days, uh, it says in Matthew 25 that he's he going to take his throne, and he said then all the nations are going to be judged, and people are going to be judged. And then he says, I will say to the people that follow me, y'all enter in, welcome to heaven. It's been waiting for you for a long time. But here's what he says that's fascinating to me. He said, you want to know why? He said, because I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. And then Jesus says this. He says, and then people, like us, then people are going to say, Jesus, what are you talking about? We didn't see you. You didn't come to our house. We didn't clothe you. When did I, we ever see you hungry or feed you? Or when did we ever see you thirsty and give you a drink? When have we you ever been, have we seen you sit or in prison and come to see you? And then Jesus said, I'm going to tell you the truth here. He said, whenever, whatever you do to the people around you, people that were ignored and overlooked, you did that to me. What you did to them, I take it as an act 
toward me. See, the Bible says again and again that our attitude and love for others really exposes how we feel about God. And not only that, when we serve people, Jesus is saying, we're serving him. It's like you're seeing any need that somebody has. You're looking through them to see the face of Jesus, that you're doing that through those things that you do to serve others. Now, again, God's not trying to guilt you here. Uh, he's, not, he's not trying to coerce you. And, and this next verse proves it. Galatians 5, 6, 13 says, For you are called to freedom. Not only not, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but use your freedom as an opportunity to serve others. See, when you serve a God that's not interested in him, we talk about this all the time, he's not wanting to force you to serve, he's not wanting you to serve out of guilt. Uh, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't love us less if we don't serve. We are free to serve. Notice what he's talking about here. When we're, it's like the difference between when we're serving ourselves, we're in bondage. But when we're free from that, as an outpouring of God's love, he restores our status as sons and daughters of who he is. See, Jesus does what the commandments of God can't do out of duty and can never do. He gives us a new heart and a new spirit within. And without that inner transformation, we can never do this. See, the Father renews, He liberates, and changes us through the Holy Spirit. Then, that's the only time that we're really freed to be serving others. And serving is the ultimate act of freedom as explained in the Bible. Because you're not in bondage to yourself or your needs or whatever that might be, spiritually, uh, financially, emotionally. And you're finally past that point where you're like, I'm free, and I feel free to serve other people. Let's look at the last point real quick. Serving without expectation. We've already looked at all these verses today, but what do we mean when we say serving without expectation in our church? You probably know what that means a little bit, but let me clarify here. It means, are you willing to serve anyone without knowing that you may get nothing in return? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do it without being noticed? Are you willing to serve without expectation in a way that doesn't keep score? Where you're always thinking about what you did for them and resenting what they haven't done for you? Are you serving in a way that's not trying to bribe people or win favors? Or are you willing to serve people over and over and over again without getting so much as a thank you? This is what we mean without expectation. And this mindset, this hard habit, when you begin to get to that place, it is so freeing. Because then you stop keeping score. Then you're not worried about what they did or didn't do in response to what you did. You can just be free to serve. See, the true Messiah, Jesus, who is the Savior and King of the world, is known as the greatest example of service ever. And that is a death that paid the penalty for our sins. He died that we might live forever. And this mindset that Jesus had and how he lived, and because of it, is one of the main core values of our church. And if we serve without expectation, we're going to find this. That it's not others that are going to be changed the most. We're going to be changed the most. It's kind of like the, the group that we work with, Bridge to Rwanda, uh, where we're helping Rwanda students come over and transition here, and everybody's always like, oh, aren't you all so great and, and blessed? They are blessing those, those, those uh, ladies so much in your life. And that's like, in any hang on. We're the ones that are being blessed through this. They have transformed our lives in ways that we can never transform theirs. 
And because here's the thing, when you begin to really get to this point in your life where you're doing this and, and, and have this mindset and this heart transformation, um, it's going to both the server and the served will be changed. Ministry is serving. And God uses serving to transform and change us the most. And in this way, we're going to show Christ's love in a powerful way. But many times it's going to be in small ways and in quiet ways. See, let's as a church serve without expectation, but also with full hearts, filled by the love of God that we can only get through a relationship with Him, not feeling some religious duty to do this. And let's remember how Jesus served us in a deep way as we come to the table today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you don't leave us where we are. Lord, we, if we're honest, we know how selfish we are. We know how much we think about our needs. Yes, there's times we think about the needs of others, but so many times we're consumed by our own busy schedules and what we want, that we miss opportunities to serve you and those around us. Break our hearts in all the good ways. Heal our souls, and may you deliver us from bondage of ourselves to freedom to serve others. And it's in Jesus' name that makes all that possible. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed today's sermon. We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church, and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseapres.org or check us out on Facebook.